0: You
1: will be consumed. Stopped all of you, forgive me. I have failed nothing.
0: You can all run if you want to. You can all hide if you need, but I'm going to cut you
1: down. Welcome, I'm Vader Van Oden. And of course I'm here with a Death Note and we're here for the Dark Insight Podcast. Uh, thank you for those who listened to our previous episode. Uh, we had a great time recording it and have enjoyed the feedback
0: we've got. Uh, thank you for your support and encouragement. Yeah, I I, I definitely second that. Uh, we've got obviously a lot of people on Twitter who have really been sort of pushing the podcast around a lot and, yeah, just thank you so much, guys, because I didn't really, when I, when I started this out, and then obviously you came on board, I, I wasn't even expecting to sort of get a few odd plays. But we're, we're getting a, a fair few plays, and I'm quite happy with the support we're getting. And we haven't really had much negativity from anyone. It's all been positive, which is, it warms me cockles, as they say. It's, yeah, it's, it's really nice. It does. A jolly cooperation. Indeed. Really? Um, Although, I wouldn't mind some some... Constructive feedback. Oh yeah, if yeah. If anyone's listening, <laughs> no, yeah, constructive good. feedback. We, we, because we always, we're always going to want to improve the show for you guys and everyone that's listening. If you do have any ideas or any suggestions for us of for stuff you'd like to hear or stuff you'd want us to change that we do already, you can always get us at the Dark Insight email, which is dark insight podcast at gmail dot com, or you can you can get us at our Twitter handles or uh, quite often which mine's at Death Note, which is D E four T H underscore N O T E and uh Vader.
1: I'm um, at uh Vader Van Oden. Um that's uh, don't make me spell on on the podcast. V A D
0: E R V A N O D I N yeah, your, your ones are a bit more simple. The only reason I tend to do mine, cause obviously it's Death Note, but it's got a four in the middle and everyone always gets it wrong. Cause I'm just an idiot and used a four cause <laughs> Death Note with an A is always gone. No matter where I use it. <laughs> I'm yeah, pretty sure it would be. It's a good, it's a good anime and I'm sure there's a lot of fans yes, of it. it. There's so many different variations you try out. It's like Death Note six, Death Note 10, 11, but I always tend to find the one with the four and the underscore. It's, it's always yeah. there, yeah. So, yeah. So, well, thank you, everyone, and, uh, welcome to episode three. Yep. Exciting stuff. So, what's been going on in the, the world of, uh, Vader this week, then? Just, yeah, a lot of work. Um, oh, yes, I platinumed Blood. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> the highlight of my I week. I see that today. <laughs> that was, uh, I, the amount of hours I've put, I've done three new game pluses with that now, and I still haven't planned it because I don't, ah, uh, see, I loved it. I like the Chalice Dungeons, but, I just haven't got the time. I don't know. I just I say I haven't got the time. I clearly have. I've done three new game pluses. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I like I do the first few, and I get to sort of like Depth two ish, and then when it goes into the deep ones, I'm like, eh, can't be bothered, and I give up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's a shame with the Chulas dungeons because I do actually like them because my one of my favourite things about the Bloodborne Souls games is the fighting mechanic and so it's just more of the fighting yeah. like i really like the i just really yeah i don't know how to explain it it's just there's it, that's what engages me in the games is the fighting um and then you add on the lore and the and the characters the npcs and the bosses it just becomes even better but the fighting itself is it does enough for me yeah that,
0: that, that's that's the uh, thing I, I totally make you right and especially because obviously in the Chalice Dungeons, there's a lot of unique bosses which you won't come across in the main game. So you're getting stuff that you you won't will not see in the main game. I just I don't know. I don't know why I haven't put the time into him. Instead of playing New Game Plus again and again, I should really maybe put my time in. And uh I think also because you you uh, didn't you need to get all the uh, like rooms and all that sort of thing to platinum. Because you, you, I know it's in the guide. I've got the guide, but I, I, I just haven't read that bit for whatever reason. Yeah, I think the problem with the chest dungeons is there
1: is actually too many of them. Um, less is more, I think, in this situation. If there were just a few, if they just cut out maybe half or even a third of them, it would have been a lot more engageable. Um, uh, of that even a word? Um, <laughs> engageable. It'd be easier to, en- <laughs> it'd be easier to engage with. Uh, cause that's, I'd, yeah, I burnt out. I had to force myself. Um, and what was harder for me is I got to, the point where I could enter the last dungeon, all the, cause there's actually extra ones that are on the side. There's a main storyline arc yeah. dungeons and then
0: there's side ones. Are the side ones like the corrupted ones in that? Or they?
1: Yeah, there's or the, well, there is a defiled one, which is part of the main process. You have to beat right. that one to get the final uh, Thumeric dungeon. But there's like the Izu dungeon, which is the Cosmo great ones. Um, and whereas the, I haven't done any of that, those ones yet because they weren't necessary. I was going straight. I was trying to, but it kind of muddies the water and makes it harder to find
0: the way you're supposed to go. Yeah, I, I think that was my problem, actually. I wasn't too sure which Chalice Dungeon, because I'm a bit I'm a bit of a stickler sometimes with the Soul games, and I found this coming into, obviously, Dark Souls and, and Dark Souls 2, and we'll talk bit that later. I, I tend to not really go off the beaten track too much, and I don't know why, I tend to sort of I I do the extra areas, but I don't go too deep into them. If you know what I mean, I, I don't like search, search every nook and cranny and this and that. I think I'm a bit lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's that's what I like to do. I like to
1: um, search, and I think that's my problem with the Chalice Dungeons is that there's not as much reward in a lot of a lot of them, and yeah. so I will search and I will look for every item to get those shining coins, even though I I, I clearly don't need the shining <laughs> coins. Um, and so I think that's I I was good this week though because I had the three I was the final dungeon I needed I prayed over a month ago a month and a half ago and then I went to go um, do the ritual the rite to open it and found I needed some red jellies oh yeah yeah. Um, and I should have had them from my first playthrough and even my second but for some I must have used them somehow so then I discovered I had to go to another dungeon to find these red jellies. Uh, so you're basically having to grind for... <laughs> for just ritual items. And then then I discovered the dungeon I needed to get into to get the red jellies. I needed another set of ritual items that I didn't hold. Oh. So I ended up having to go to a third chalice dungeon and went through two extra dun- dungeons to get to uh, the final one. I got to that point... And I'd used another one of the items, I think it's the Ritual Blood, the number 5, so like the, the greatest size. I'd used them in the previous one to get the red jellies, so I'd then go farm. <laughs> it's like an endless cycle. Red, ritual <laughs> items. But yeah, and that's what put me off, to be honest, because the bosses in the final dungeon are very intense. And they were some of the greatest um, design, like the final, the the Yarnum Queen. A very disturbing boss fight. Really? <laughs> I don't want to say too much because so I don't want to disturb, uh, spoil it for you. Yeah, it's, I, it was, I honestly don't. It was intense.
0: Yeah, I, I do want to do them, but I think what you just described there is one of the things that's actually keeping me from doing it. Because I, I just cannot be bothered when I get home from work I'm like oh I really don't want to have to grind out grind out for ritual items to have to open like I look at some of them and it's like arcane Haze, you need 30 of them and I'm like oh, can I really be asked? I could be playing Dark Souls 1 <laughs> yeah. so yeah Dark Souls 1 um, I, I understand that <laughs> I understand that um, though yeah
1: the, if you can get I I was silly I should have had the red jellies from the beginning I, I must have used them somehow because they are that's another, I guess that's another issue I have, to be honest, is that there are common ritual items that you can get very easily, and there are very unique, specific ones that are very, very rare. Yeah, the rare ones are um, a and pain. Red, red jellies, one of them. You get two in the um, lecture hall mm. in the main story, and then you get two in one of the previous chalice dungeons. And so I had the two. But I must have used the two I got from the, um, lecture hall because I didn't have four and I needed four. I must have used them in a, in in a, I don't know if, if you know, you can actually, you get an item that
0: changes all your ritual items into the arcane haze. And I must. Oh, is that the, 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 that's like the work, there's like a work, workshop tool, isn't there? uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, and I must have changed them. (laughs) <laughs> and I guess it's because I wasn't aware that... I figured, oh, you just get these items. Once you un- start getting them, you get them all the time. But there are a few that you only get at specific locations, Aaron. And are never a random drop. Oh. See, that, yeah, that's just like... Oh. So, uh, with a few tweaks, I actually do...
0: I do like the Charles Dungeons, and some of the bosses are just awesome. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I, I mean, I, I think, probably knowing me... It depends on how long I've before I finish Dark Souls. If I've got enough time between Dark Souls and Phantom Pain coming out, I might just dive in and just fill that gap with trying to do those chalice dungeons. But if Dark Souls takes me up close to Phantom Pain, I probably won't have the time, really. Uh, You're getting getting close to the end of Dark Souls. I think so, yeah. Obviously, I said on the last one that I weren't too sure whether I was going to be able to get hold of a PlayStation or an Xbox to play Dark Souls One. I obviously gone around my mate's house the other day and I see a dusty little machine in the corner. I was like, Ooh, Xbox three <laughs> sixty. I thought, like, you using that? And he was like, no. So yeah. Went to my local store, I picked up Dark Souls in the three sixty, I think it was seven pound. So I was yeah, You're pretty good. stoked and it was the um, one with the 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 DLC stuff with it as well, which so ah, cool. I got the uh, notoriously the abyss with it as well but uh yeah dark souls 1 it's it's quite funny actually because i obviously started out with bloodborne then they scholar and now i'm doing dark souls 1 and they're they're getting exponentially harder as i go backwards (laughs) it seems like they've got harder as they've gone back is that the case is demon souls like going to be the hardest one out of all of them
1: yes in some ways
0: (laughs) it's just just, yeah I think
1: it's a partly down to that. From software have got better at their formula mm. and got better at their mechanics of the games. Um, before before you go on, uh, you're mostly a PlayStation player, aren't yes. you? Have you found it painful going to a Xbox controller with the left thumbstick up high? Nope. No, because
0: the thing was, I had my PC alongside my PlayStation, and I could—I had an Xbox controller that I used with the PC, so I am used to that controller. You're used to it, okay?
1: See, I'm not used to it. And my nephew came and stayed um, this week, and I've tried getting his dad and and him into Dark Souls, and he brought Dark Souls with his Xbox, Mm. and he—he's only young; he's only like eleven, but um, (laughs) he was—he was playing it. And I, was, I looked at his character. I was like, oh, you're doing everything wrong. <laughs> so I was trying to give him some tips. And I chucked—I grabbed the controller. And I just, when I started fighting and enemies came towards me, I'd always just start changing my weapons. I'd switched out my, my muscle memory is for my thumb to be where the D-pad is on the Xbox controller. And it just it took a while to get used to having my thumb high. Because, yeah, I'm not an Xbox, but I don't play Xbox very often. Yeah,
0: no, I, I think I probably would be the same, but because I, I purely had an xbox wired controller for my PC as well, I kind of, uh, I can flip between both and I don't really have a problem. If anything, I find the Xbox One more comfortable. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know, I think it's just the way my hands are. I've got quite small hands, so, like, on the PS4 controller, when I'm, Doing that L2 and R2, my fingers tend to slip off. But I've just bought two button extenders. They basically click on and they make the back buttons about two inches long, so your fingers could never slip off. They're pretty <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's nice. yeah, I, I quite good. quite like them. They're quite cool. And obviously, I bought some uh, guards for the um, thumbsticks as well, which are quite good because my one started to wear away. The rubbers like deteriorating. Oh yeah, I've heard that happening people. Yeah. I have. They haven't happened to mine yet, which is good. Did you did you get a um one from launch?
1: Uh, PlayStation. No,
0: I got it with Destiny uh, last September. Oh uh, yeah, you, you might be okay then because I got mine on. It's it was like literally the first batch they'd mixed the 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 rubbers wrong or something, and they deteriorate with sweat basically. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah,
0: okay. We, yes, maybe. I'm good. Yeah, you Yeah, You might be okay then because there was it after a few batches they sorted it out. So okay. Yeah, I got the white control. I got the. The ice. Oh, they're definitely the yeah. White. They're definitely probably you probably be up with that, and definitely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So, uh, I can't even. Remember. Sorry, I took a soft. No, no, no. that that's that, <laughs> that so <is> totally <laughs> cool. controller chat. It's important with Dark um, Souls, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. Got to be comfortable. Um, you're talking about the the difficulty
1: of um the games getting harder.
0: Mm, yeah. I,
1: going back to Dark Souls, I actually find it quite uh, it is quite hard because stamina is is a very
0: important resource Yeah, Uh, it's a very uh, scarce resource at times that's the thing obviously yeah it's uh, I've noticed obviously your moves take up a lot more stamina and it regens a lot slower like if you move to Bloodborne it's basically Bloodborne's at the speed of like as if you've already got a Claramphy ring on already and it's like yes. already quick and you can like roll for days before your bar runs out whereas like on um, yep. dark souls you like four rolls and it's it's gone pretty much it's gone that's yeah great. but and so i think that's probably where where
1: you're finding it harder um it's because of things like that you're so used to the smoother uh tweaked mechanics of of uh, Bloodborne and then Dark Souls. Yeah,
0: that's the thing because I'm going backwards. with them kind of, <laughs> going, I am going the wrong way because obviously they was learning and getting better as they've gone along, whereas I'm going the other way. <laughs> I'm bringing yeah. back in the stuff and that doesn't work. <laughs> I think I also, I my my
1: personal opinion is that a nostalgia plays a lot a lot of a big role in people's like and preference of the yeah. games because. Um, Dark Souls Two, despite the criticism, it plays very well. I,
0: that's the thing. I never played the original. Obviously, I played Scholar, and I thought it was a fucking fantastic game. I loved it. I, I, when I first came in, because I was still Bloodborne-y, I was, I was just getting absolutely marmalised, and obviously, <laughs> I spoke to Paddy, and he he helped me kind of adjust my playstyle a little bit, and then I kind of moved on, and yeah, I, I got on with it, and absolutely, yeah, I adored. Dark Souls 2 Scholar. I I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Well, Paddy's a good bloke in helping out that way. Yeah, it was really helpful because I was really sort of struggling because I just couldn't shake off that Bloodborne style. Even though I adapted, he actually got, helped me adapt my Bloodborne style into Dark Souls 2 because I was just basically running around in the end with jewels, wire handers, with like, oh, nice. <laughs> no clothes on. <laughs> just literally like, yeah. with my pants. Rolling about like a crazy man, but that was awesome. Well, yeah, I
1: I, I played, I I still really have not used the shield in Dark Souls 2, and I've got three or four characters. Um, I just never, I found, I think it's because they start, most of the characters' starting classes have no shield. Yeah. And so I kind of just got used to it. Um, so I, yeah, I roll around with dual rapiers or dual katanas or, yeah, um, so, I think going into Bloodborne wasn't too bad with me. I was used to not having a shield. I was used to playing invasive. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Nah. It, 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 or wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny. A lot of people said, like, it's like a lot of people played with shields and then they went to Bloodborne and they went back again and actually then dropped their shield and realised that, oh, actually, I can play Dark Souls without a shield. But saying, saying yeah. that, I've got to say, playing Dark Souls 1, I do like to have a shield on my back just in case. Because there's some enemies that I definitely like. I need my shield. My shield for. I, I I use it on and off. It depends. I I think it, when I'm learning the enemy sort of move sets and patterns, I I then kind of think, okay, am I going to use a shield with this guy? or Am I not? Because I kind of determine whether I can dodge. If he if his moves are a bit slower, I go for full dodge, um, two hand my sword. But obviously, if they're a bit quicker, then I'll I'll take my shield out and play things a bit safer. And get them bounce off your shield. Yeah, and then just, just whack them over the head. Cause I, I'm running a one-hander in this again as well. I'm just drawn to that sword for some reason. Yeah, they're a fun the weapon. Um, I tend to prefer quicker weapons, but yeah, the Zyhander is very popular. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm literally, what am I running? I'm basically doing a quality build. I'm just doing obviously strength decks. And I've, I've, I'm not very experimental. This is the problem. I've done strength decks pretty much for all three games I've played now i haven't really experimented in sort of any magics or like any miracles or anything at all really but i've seen people do you miracle builds and dark builds and they're like being pretty powerful yeah you can get some pretty cool stuff and like yeah
1: i'm not as imaginative as others either you see some of the crazy like costumes that people come up with, with with the with the armor and the the weapons and the tactics just so unique um but I, I I tend to stick
0: to the, the classics, I guess. Yeah. But no, I, I I've got to say, like obviously running, yeah, I started up Dark Souls. It took me a little while to get used to it because I I felt it, the pace is a little bit slower with Dark Souls one. I felt and the enemies and things hit quite harder as well. I feel literally like it, just a basic enemy can do you in one or two hits and you're gone. And that's just basic enemy. So many enemies, enemies one shot you. So it's it's a, it's a lot less forgiving. But after oh yep. yeah, after after sort of playing for a, a little while, yeah, I started moving on quite nicely. And uh, where am I up to now? I think last night I killed. What did I? I did Seath, the scalus, and then I moved on to do Ceaseless discharge. Oh, nice. And I was going to go down into is it eyeslift this off of off of there. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna yep. sort of ponder on through there tomorrow night when I play it again. But, uh, awesome. Crystal Cave. Yeah, don't like that place. Invisible bridges that I kept falling off. Uh, <laughs> All, uh, are, but Are you playing? Yeah, go on. Sorry. Are you playing online? Uh, no, that's the thing. Because obviously I've borrowed the Xbox, I don't really want to have to pay out for gold just for one game. Of course, so, of course I about Yeah, because Jeremy Greer was going to do some sunbrand with me, but I said to him, I don't really want to fork out the money just for Xbox Gold for, for one game, really. No, that's fair enough. Yeah, which is a shame. It's a shame you didn't get on PlayStation. Yeah. I'd have jumped on the other you. No. Did, could, uh, oh, yeah, because that's the thing. See, this is the thing I would like. I would have loved some backwards compatibility on the PlayStation 4, and then I could have just picked them up on there. Because that's the thing. When it comes to Demon's Souls, I'm going to struggle to find... A PS3 to to i have still got my fingers crossed for a HD release for the Demon Souls. Yeah, I I hope they do that. That would be very nice because then I can
1: play it. Especially if they like paired it with the Bloodborne DLC, that'd be really cool. They kind of still in there as a bonus. Yeah, that would, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> they won't, but that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, oh, we've got this DLC coming out, and also HD Demon Souls. Everyone would go bananas. I'd I'd be so yeah, happy. Would. I would. Because that's the, that's going to be the only one, obviously, that I haven't played now. And yeah, I. I uh, dude, you'll find a way. You'll find I, I a will, way. I will find, will, I always find a way. But yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely, I I am loving it. But I have, the, I haven't done it in a while, but the other night, my controller did get launched at the wall. I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> I, I saw the tweet about I that. I literally haven't done that in a long time. Because <laughs> I was mentioning the online,
1: in the, what do you call it? the crystal caves Mm. the invisible paths people leave messages on them yeah and they so they just glow orange when you're online
0: and so you can actually see where they are oh that would yeah that would have been nice the problem i had when i went through it the first (laughs) time it wasn't so bad because i was taking my time but then obviously getting to safe and you having to do the boss run i had to do it a couple of times and it's such a chore it's such a long run Back from is a long Back run. from the the Duke's archives, it's quite a long run, and that was just like ugh. But yeah, I managed to get obviously the uh, Moonlight Greatsword from him. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well done. But uh, that's not easy, Solo. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I, I think the only reason I managed to do it is because I saw a video about. Uh, yeah, they showed like if you get Seath to destroy his crystal, he stands still for longer, so you can get his tail uh, considerably easier. Yeah, and because I, yeah. I had a lightning... Uh, my Zweihander's a lightning Zweihander now. A few hits of that and his tail was off, so... he just ripped, ripped the menu off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He, he th- That was a fairly easy boss, to be fair. I didn't really have much trouble with that boss. It's, he just kind of potters around. He don't really... He's not, not, not as easy as Pinwheel, though. Oh, my word. How can that even it's be classed as a boss? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, to be fair... It is one of the starting areas, well, not starting, it's kind of
0: maybe mid-third area. Yeah, I suppose so, but two hits with my sword, (laughs) two, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, literally two overhands of the R2, and
1: yeah, he was gone. (laughs) um, I tend to take him out pretty early now, because I know that the catacombs quite well, so I just kind of uh, rush it, and then get to
0: him. and. Take him out, get the right of kindling. Yeah, I think I think if I if yeah I think if I did it again, I'd probably just dart through there because I like I know how you can jump down quickly and pretty much get to that boss without even doing the catacombs. Really, you can just kind of duck through it just to just just to get the right. Really. Did you use a divine weapon in the end? Yeah, uh, yeah. I had a I I looked in my inventory and I noticed that I had like a plus five bastard sword, so I just uh, turn that into a divine weapon. So I've got that now, okay. which is, yeah, See, we it made life a bit easier. We chatted about that. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. During the week. Mm. Uh, I
1: I think, yeah, since my first playthrough, I've never bothered with the divine. I just just rush it.
0: Yeah, well, I've heard it comes in handy for um, the Tomb of the Giants, the boss there. Yeah,
1: there's the boss there, it does, but again, I've never used the divine against him, just because I've never... It's never been as powerful. I'd rather do
0: high, quick, faster damage. Right, take yeah. the boss out. Yeah, oh, that's that's cool. I'll probably get there, and I'll just use my my Zweihander, and I'll probably be, get on fine. But yeah, apparently it's the cause there's skeletons in that boss, isn't there? That that revive themselves. Yes. Yeah. I think I think that's where I'm going to head next. Actually, of uh, actually, no, I might go and do. Is it uh, Great Wolf Sith? I might go do him actually yes. do that and then I might head to the tomb of the giants. I'm not too sure yet, I haven't decided what I'm going to do. Do you want a little tip before you head to
1: the tomb of giants? Yeah, please do. Uh, take a light source. Oh, is it
0: very dark down there? Um dark is an is an understatement. <laughs> Literally black, can't see a thing. Yeah. It's you can, yeah, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I'll probably yeah, I think I'll go do uh, I'll do Sif. Try and find a light source. I don't know whether I've picked one up yet. I'm sure I must have. There's a
1: couple of ways to do it. Um, there's no torches, obviously. Um, you can get the uh, what is it called? Sunlight maggots helmet, which is sort of hard to get to. Right. Okay. Um, and you wear it, and it gives you a little gives you a little light on your head. <laughs> cool. Um, and then, or there is cast light, which is a spell. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know
0: of cast light. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you met? um Oh, dusk. D- uh Dusk of Ullucil. Ullucil, that's it. Yeah, that's. I, I don't think I, I've done any of that yet because that's part of the oratorius bit, isn't it? I don't think I've did. She does appear before in the in the vanilla game. She was there and she was just a, a vendor. She'd
1: sell you spells. Oh, okay. Uh, she's a, she's a unique one. You actually her. She's got a summon sign down, and you summon her to your game to buy spells uh, that's
0: probably why I've never come across it then because I tend to I haven't been human for much of this game really <laughs>
1: um, I can't remember I'm, wondering, I'm trying to remember if you need to be human for her or not yeah. you might not because
0: she's, because offender, she's offender, not offender, a
1: vendor yeah I can't I, I, don't quote me on it um, but yeah she's she sells it I believe and the other option is there's is a lantern um. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah. I think the necromancers can drop that you can hold. It's like a skull that you hold up. Yeah, that's right. But obviously, you'd have to farm that. Yes, mm. you do get that soon into the tomb of the um the giants. Oh, okay, but to get there, you kind of need a source of light Source of life. Well, you could. It is doable. Uh, you can find your way through because it makes life a lot harsh. harder. Because yes, yeah. As as the title. Uh, describes it's a tomb of giants. Uh, so
0: everything's just massive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, awesome. But yeah, enough said. I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, that's cool. I, I'm quite looking forward to the, the new areas. But yeah, like I, I, to be honest, like I've been with me. I, I say I have, I have enjoyed it. I've, I've only really had a bit of trouble with a, a couple of the bosses and like Ornstein and Smo. My word. <laughs> Ernie they completely just tromple stomped me so many times. It was just unbelievable. And uh, uh, in the end, I I had to change my my strategy because I was I was obviously killing Smo and getting huge Ornstein, and he was tough as nails. So I was ruining your day. Yeah, so I did it the other way round. So I got big Smo, and then it was easy. But obviously, you don't get, you can't buy a sort of Ornstein's gear from. uh that, that vendor guy which I wanted but I thought Ugh, I'd just rather make my me life, me life easier so <laughs> yeah I killed Ornstein first okay nice um, I think I might have yeah, took Solarium with uh, me as well actually
1: yeah yes I, mean, I was going to yeah. suggest that um, when I saw that you were bouncing off him the uh, my I've managed to do Ornstein and Smo at starting level with starting equipment
0: Jesus
1: that was hard <laughs> <sighs> so, it's a challenge run that Epic Name Bro issued, um, quite early on in the Souls life. Mm. Um, and it was to, yeah, to, you could play through the game starting level, only using starting equipment, but you could level the equipment up. Um, so I think I chose a soldier who, uh, or the longs, the, the character that starts with a long sword. Yeah. And yeah, I, I would have probably attempted it 50 plus times.
0: Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I would have had the patience for that at all. <laughs> I would have I was y- while I was waiting for uh, Dark Souls
1: two, <laughs> so I needed. I needed something to type <laughs> to together. fill the I gap. Back to it. <laughs> yeah, I went back to Demon Souls, did a playthrough of that, um, and actually played along with his one of his uh, series, crushing battle chat. <laughs> whatever it was, side so played through it with a bat- Yeah, he played through the whole game with the crushing battle axe, and and I did the same. And then then I jumped into the the challenge run of
0: Dark Souls one. Yeah, uh, uh, that's cool. That's that's yeah. that's a pretty mean feat, I have gotta say. I certainly some of these challenge runs I've seen people do are pretty pretty intense. I don't know how they do it. It's like Lobus Junior when he he did the the Dark Souls two ladle run where he basically oh, that guy's, just, that guy's meant to. How the hell does he do some of the stuff that he does? It just absolutely baffles me. Legendary, <sighs> Legendary. How can you go through Dark Souls two with a fecking ladle? A ladle. It's <laughs> yeah. for cooking, not for killing <laughs> oh, he proved you wrong. <laughs> it's for soups, not for serpents. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's it's impressive. But that's the that's what I like about the um the formula of Dark Souls and Bloodborne is that Once you have it, and once you're good enough, and you know the, the movesets, you can, you can, you can chip away their damage, you can do it at a few, few points at a time. It is possible, um, and that's, That's what I like about it. You as yourself are getting better, rather than just you're making this uber powerful character. Yeah,
0: that I I definitely. You're getting better. Yeah, totally agree with that. That was one of the things that's drawn me in because most, as you say, most games the characters getting more powerful, but you can get through that game with no leveling, no no super weapons, just your skill getting better and knowing the game. That's 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 what a lot of people say. You like you're leveling up, not your character. You're you're getting better, and it. It, it, it's a sense of accomplishment when you when you're getting through like like the on and the smoke white, I just kept getting it wrong, and then obviously like right, okay, let's change my strategy, changing it and then winning it's 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 that sense of accomplishment, it's just like yes, it's just ugh, yeah, you can't beat that with the souls games and I, I, to be honest, I've never had that with any other games really, no. yeah
1: that yeah you get that real. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Yeah. I've Um, had it before when
0: I I beat all city I was just like that. Uh, I can't remember but the advert was. I was just like, yes, just threw my control up in the air. I was just like, who's the boss? (laughs) Just in my front room by myself (laughs) looking around like, yeah, I'm the only one here. What a mug. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. But I'm sure around the world, there's people doing the same thing (laughs) with the games. Um, yeah, like. I was, for example, when I was doing my chalice dungeon run over the last couple of days to get my platinum, mm. um, you had to fight, um, what's his name? Uh, I've just, the name's dropped. He's the kind of, he's the NPC in the main game and he turns into
0: the beast. Have you fought him? I know you mean. Um, oh. I had the name before. The, the, what, the dude with the, the yeah. bandages on his head and all that? Yes, yeah. that
1: guy. You can get him to turn into a beast. Yeah, that's right. Um, he is a boss in a few of the Chalice Okay. And I was fighting him, and this is one of the really low-depth ones. So it, it, the guy recommends level 140 plus, Um, that you should be 140 or yeah. higher. And I'm about 120-ish. And I hated him in the main game. I ended up cheesing him when I first when it, when <laughs> turned up in my in Odin's Chapel because I didn't want to kill any more NPCs. So I didn't want to walk away and I was just bouncing off him. So I ended up cheesing him with uh, poison daggers. <laughs> um, I think that's how I killed him as well. <laughs> poison daggers. Yeah. Uh, and in the and first time I came across him in the Chalice dungeon, I was like, this is a joke. I'm not going to beat him. And I was actually playing co-op with my brother. So it wasn't too bad. We kind of took him out. Ah, uh, that's cool. Uh, but then this time, and it's one of these really low ones, so he's even tougher. Like, I don't know, like, 20,000 hit points, I don't know, it's something crazy um, and I was like, oh this is going to be a pain in the butt, I'm not going to be able to do this and he schooled me a few times, but I just kind of took the time to watch him and his moveset, and I and I tend to dodge right yeah, which works on a lot of bosses and it was, was not working his hitboxes were just huge, I was like, this is just retarded, I can't do this and I was like, no, I need to change how I'm playing and so I, I'll try dodging left he did he hit me twice when I killed him wow I ended up just like owning him because I learned how he fought I learned his weaknesses and I just i ripped him a new on and it was just an easy fight yeah um and and that's what we've been talking about is that's the what I like about these games if you just keep butting your head up against something you need to step back and say hey what can I do different
0: yeah to get past this boss yeah you definitely need you just need to go in there and instead of what I tend to do like if i if I've died five times plus I'm like right My strategy's not working. I'll just go in there and I'll let them beat me up. Basically, I'll roll around and just literally study their moves. Watch. And then go right. Okay. So that's, that swings that way. That swings that way. If I roll towards them, I could probably miss that hitbox. And that's what you do. You sort of devise your own strategies for the bosses. And yeah, I just, it's it's empowering. It really is. I, I honestly never thought these games would ever draw me in just because of. My rage with games that I get, I'm just like, <laughs> but yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I've just managed I've just, just, yeah, I can't even really say why I've been drawing him. It's just it's satisfaction, it's the of the of accomplishing something that you didn't think you could do. Yeah, and I also just the, the the whole design of the games as well, just the aesthetics and the level design. I, I that was one thing I noticed about Dark Souls One though. That felt more like Bloodborne with the level design with the, the, the vertical and the horizontal. And there's a lot of vertical and coming back on yourself with the shortcuts and you can see where you're going in five minutes time. You can see it off in the distance or whatever. And I, I really like that side of level design that, that really st- struck me. I like that. So you know now
1: what people were talking about? Yeah. When they talk about Bloodborne having more of a Dark
0: Souls one feel. <laughs> yeah absolutely that, that that level design is very very similar yeah the, the, the Dark Souls two, 2 was a bit a bit flatter uh, yes. I would say and you
1: probably may have heard this but on on pretty much every Dark Souls podcast I've listened to people mention that if you're in the Tomb of the Di- Giants there's actually like a cave opening and you can see down to Isolith. and someone has seen they died in Isolith and then gone to Tomb of the Giants and they could actually see their stain. wow and this is kilometers away. Yeah, like that's, it's, that's a it's massive difference. But you could, you could see your little blue, little blue, um, kind of hay, bluey green haze that sits above your blood, blood. And
0: uh, that's one thing. That's cool. Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2. Yeah, you can see your souls nice and easy peasy. Bloodborne, what's that about? You can barely see your souls. They're like a little speck <laughs> on the floor. Why did they change that? The other way was so much better. I, I think, I, oh, yeah, I agree.
1: Um, I think it was more aesthetic, it it kind of, a bright blue glowing thing would look a bit out of place.
0: Yeah, but I suppose they could have, like, made it red and bloody, but made it a bit more vibrant, so it peaked out. I know they did change it a little bit on one of the updates, they made it a bit brighter, but (laughs) it's still, if it goes in a certain spot, so like in the woods... Man, if that drops near a tree or a bush, s you're, you you you're running around for ten minutes trying to find your your blood stain, it's, it's,
1: <laughs> and then you got to and you're like,
0: maybe it's on an enemy. Where is this enemy? Oh yeah, that that's the other thing. The purple eyes, ah, <laughs> oh, the purple eyes. Sometimes I've run around for ten minutes trying to find the damn enemy. He's nicked it, and he's nowhere near where I died. He's like halfway <laughs> across the map. I'm like, where? How did yep. you nick my soldier, cheeky so and so?
1: You yes, I wonder if the algorithms that work out who picks it
0: up. Um, yeah. If it's a set, set character or not. See, I would have thought he would have just been character nearest to death, but obviously that's not the case. Sometimes I think I've lost him and I'm like, oh, and then like, later on in the death, I'm like, hold on, you've got my souls, you cheeky bastard. I'll have them back, thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, how did you get here? But it's, it, it's a nice surprise, but yeah, it, it did happen a few times. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's the worst when you die to the enemy. You're trying to get your souls back. <sighs> yeah, that really is the worst. It, it's just, it's and normally as well because they're normally a gent like you've made a silly mistake and they're just like a, a generic enemy or something. It's just like it just twonks you on the head and you die. You're like, oh, come on. I should have rolled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do, I do like that mechanic. I think
1: it does add a little bit to the, the tension of, of getting your souls back. Yeah. Um, which which is good and that's what the Souls games are about. Is building that tension and that, that
0: adrenaline rush. Um yeah. It's good. Yes. Nah Yeah. Well, well I'm oops. I'm I'm gonna carry on with uh, that I'll probably play a lot more over the weekend and see if I can if I get enough time I might be able to push through and maybe finish it by the end of the weekend. Yeah. Mm. You're not too far off. You can't you are winding up. Um, yeah, it kinda it feels to- that way.
1: You got some tough bosses. Uh, you want to be careful with the four, the the four kings. Oh yeah, I've heard about them. <laughs> I've heard um, about them. But the way you're hitting,
0: like from the sounds of it, you're outputting a huge amount of damage, and so you might be all right. Yeah, I mean, my my two my because when I when I two hand my hand out, oh, it's like a plus four lightning. It's my overall is oh, on the status. It's like six hundred thirty, I think is. Thanks, stupid.
1: Yeah, you'll be hitting hard, and so that, that helps with the four kings. Yeah. Um, and you want to stay mobile, but yeah, it's pretty good. Exciting stuff. It's, it's, it's cool. I like seeing the tweets of where you're at and. <laughs>
0: So I, I was looking over some of my tweets the other day, and I'm just like, oh, my God, because you could see that I'm tweeting as I'm playing, and I just read back yep. over some of them, and I'm like, oh, I had the ump that day, didn't I? <laughs> yep. so I was like, oh, like I can't remember I was like. I think it was the Ornstein and the Smell. I was like, oh, you bastards. <laughs> I was like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs>
1: Concentrate on the game. And the funny thing is I know exactly what you're talking about, because... <laughs> <laughs> Because, <laughs> yeah, I know all the bad places where people are going to bounce up against, and, and every other Souls fan knows those points too. Yeah. Because <laughs> they'll butted up against
0: them too. I'm thoroughly enjoying it though. Yeah. I'm glad, glad I managed to get hold of a 360. Those things are loud though. Oh my God. Yeah. The first time I turned it on, it was like, Vroom! I said, I like, a lawnmower in my front room. I was like, Jesus, that is loud. They, <laughs> they don't even have the, um,
1: the power pack inside the console. No, I know, it's on, it's the, on the outside. Yeah,
0: it's on the outside, crazy. It's
1: huge brick on the outside.
0: It's like, why is it overheating? <laughs> yeah, that's where I, where I'm at with Dark Souls, and I shall report back when I have more.
1: Sounds good, I look forward to hearing, um, which, if you give it a thumbs up, when you finish it. Uh, well, I think I will. <laughs> yeah, so do I, so do I. But yeah. uh, we'll leave that until, until you finish. Uh, maybe because we'll talk about a game that you've been playing um, and that's an old game I'll maybe chat quickly about the game I've been playing um, and we talked about it last time, it's Shadow of the Colossus
0: Yes, Shadow of the Colossus yeah, you've been uh, kind of slowly digging into that Yes, uh, last time we chatted I, I said I was keen to do a, a YouTube
1: uh, Let's Play of it yeah. uh, because I've never played it before um, and so I did I got to and started recording and i think because i was on camera it made it harder (laughs) because i was getting very frustrated because i had no idea what i was doing i knew nothing about the game and i was trying to stay cool and stay calm yeah and and i think that made it more stressful because i was trying to be good and trying to get through and through the game and so that the the recording wasn't boring um which just made more tension, and I just I, I couldn't. I missed I missed the little the very few tutorial messages. I missed them, uh, <laughs> and so oh. I had no idea that you had to hold your sword up. I was running around showing my sword at things like, "Oh, it's glowing! Look at this! This is cool!" <laughs> wasn't. I had no idea. Um, and then I actually pretty quickly found the first way you're supposed to go, but it's like a little. Um, canyon yeah it's pretty much directly
0: straight across isn't it from the tomb you yeah, come out of yeah
1: and that makes sense gameplay wise and to make it make it easy you go straight ahead for the first boss yeah. and so that's what I thought I did that um, but I couldn't climb up I was like the the first hand holds too high up I can't jump I tried jumping off my horse that <laughs> didn't work. so I went for a long long exploration for about half an hour I looked and I looked um, around the um around the map, I ended up getting into a desert. I found rocks, I found these little shrines. Ooh, the and I ended up climbing desert. shrines. I love uh, the desert. Um found some little lizards, so I tried chasing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got so frustrated I Googled and how to find where I was supposed
0: to go. Uh, <laughs> and it was where you <laughs> was the, at the start. <laughs> exactly.
1: And I found that then I that the little Walkthrough said that you could climb vines that you could barely see. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was getting very frustrated. And then the same thing, I got to the boss and uh, amazing. Um, looks cool. Um, and the boss is like, I don't know what I'm doing. Got stomped on a few times, got crushed by his massive bombinocker knocker thingy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, was ge- I was getting very frustrated by this point. And then I worked out that you could climb onto his, his left leg. His right leg is armored up, but his left leg. That's right. Um, it gets furry. All- furry yeah and then i i I managed to damage his leg but i didn't know what i was doing like i didn't realize that's what i did
0: yeah because you basically you've got to damage his leg haven't you to kind of i think he did doesn't he kneel down so you've got enough so you can get onto his fur
1: it's i didn't realize that because you're flinging around and the cameras he's so big you can't actually see what he's
0: doing (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: it's i was like i couldn't grab on because you could see clearly on his thigh Um, His hand, like his back of his thigh, there was uh, places to hold on to, but I couldn't get my character to let go and jump. Yeah, it's because I hadn't wounded him, because I had wounded him. But there's a there's a timer. You've got like fifteen seconds to let go, run and jump, and then grab. Grab. And I didn't get that, and so I bounced off it. But once once I worked out what I was doing, um, I managed to get to the top in the first go. Uh, once I had failed on his thigh five or six times. <laughs> once I got past that point, I got to the top and then I glitched to his head and I couldn't hit attack at his weak point and then had to drop off. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> so that, that was frustrating because it is a bit janky, but um, you've got to give it some, some leeway. It's a moving target that you're, you're clinging to and it's an old game. Yeah, um, that, that doesn't, that doesn't
0: happen very often. It will happen every now and then, but it, it's quite yeah. rare for that to happen.
1: I, yeah, I glitched his head, and so I was on a point where I couldn't actually attack him. And, yeah. And I had no stamina by then. So then I got back up the very next time and, and took out the boss. Um, so it mixed feelings about it. I, as I said, it was a little frustrating, and I think it's, it was exacerbated by the fact that I was trying to be cool and do an episode, I do a recording. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so that just made me bottle in my frustrations rather than just like kind of relaxing and taking my time. I was trying to rush it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, best basically what I said to you last time, isn't it? Like the controls can be a bit wonky at first until yes, they you are. get, once you get them down though, you'll be slaying them things like there's no tomorrow.
1: Yes. <sighs> and that, that takes me on. Um, and so aesthetically, aesthetically, the game looks amazing. Obviously blocky and simple. Yeah. But it just feels nice. The music's great. Atmosphere's beautiful on oh. that game. Yeah, um, they're not afraid to use space and lots of space just so it looks
0: epic. Um, yeah, there's a lot of empty landscapes.
1: Yeah, and I like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's different. It's very different than other games. I felt bad for killing this big dude. Um, yeah, just felt a bit mean. I don't think he deserved it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I get the what, feeling. What makes you here. say that? Well, you're just this dude rocking in and, they f- seem very sacred, I guess, because of the, the sparseness of the land. Yeah. And the quietness of the land. It seems very sacred. And I don't trust that, um, Legion type voice that you hear. The voice that's got multiple voices. Oh, the ones that's basically together.
0: saying if you go and do these. Kill them. You can, oh, I can bring your, your girlfriend back or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: just, I, maybe I have heard rumors, but I don't, I don't know what I know. I, I don't, as I say, I know very little about the game. And that's um, good.
0: That's a good thing.
1: And yeah, it just—I just—I know—it just seems like we're we're encroaching on their territory. Uh, we're we're the alien, we're the outsider. We, I mean, me, what um, the horse? <laughs> yeah, horse. Um, but yeah, moving on. I actually got a chance last night to do a second recording, although there's no camera because my computer's puter. <laughs> And because now I know how it works, I know that I can point to my, my sword to lead where I go. I went, I actually beeline straight there. I followed it. It was very clear and easy. Um, I like it that it's, rather than having an arrow or like a little glowing line, yes. it's, it uses the mechanic with the sword. It's it a sword. It is very hit. cool. Um, it works. And it also adds to the kind of um, the beauty of the game because I find you'd run across this massive like rock bridge and you pull up. I was pulling up my sword and trying to use my sword as I was galloping. And the camera kind of pans out, and it's very cinematic, and and you can see where you're heading, and you can see this big glowing beam, and, and yeah, it's 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 quite impressive. Um, and so I got to the boss, and now I know I can find out weaknesses. I I did notice that the boss chased my horse, which is kind of interesting. He kind of followed my horse. My horse kind of acted as bait.
0: Wait, so I, what? Uh, the uh, second boss. The second boss is the He's the sloth. He's on all fours. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yeah. I remember. Yeah.
1: And if I felt bad about the first boss, I felt even worse about this boss. <laughs> he, he never hit me. He didn't, he, he didn't have a weapon. <laughs> he didn't have a weapon. He was just this big, nice, uh, dopey eyed. Seems like he's
0: just going about his business and along comes you and now he's, now he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: and, so, I didn't, yeah, kind of feel bad. But, um, yeah, I took him out pretty quickly. Um, noticed that his, uh, it, the beam highlighted that his feet were weaknesses, but they were, I shot my bow at it and there was tinking off. And so I noticed when he lifted his hoofs up that there was like a glowing patch. And yeah, underneath. Yeah. James already taught me that glowing patches are weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, so I took a pot shot as he was kind of walking and I got a nice lucky shot and he fell over. And so I,
0: yeah, he stumbles yeah, doesn't he? my well way up. If I'm um, like does any does any fall onto his side and you, you grab the fur yes. that way and climb up. Yeah you can his grab back, onto don't his, you? Yeah, his Yeah, his kind of
1: haunches. Is that the term? Uh kind of his kind of his knee up. Yeah. It's very And then you climb up and you go across his he's got like a um exoskeleton spinal column thingy with rib shaped um rocks. That's right, yeah. And you climb up across them like hurdles and you get to the front and I was like, I'm doing it, yeah, it's gonna be easy. And then they pull a tricky one, and the, the weak spot
0: disappears. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's right, yeah, I fought. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so
1: I managed to pull a few uh, fast ones. And while he was calm, I let go and run around and get my stamina back. And I worked my way to the back. I had a guess. I, I said, "Well, if it's not at the front, it's got to be at the back." <laughs> so I worked my way down the back. That that's um,
0: that's a mechanic you'll you'll come to use, and that it's going to save your life a lot is letting go. And finding safe spots that you can sit without holding on—that will save your life on so many bosses.
1: Yeah, and that's what I did. I kind of—I yeah. so I managed to do it first go, and so the completely different feel of the game. Um, despite me getting frustrated with the first my first attack at it, I knew it was my own problems that was getting frustrated. It wasn't necessarily the game. Um, and so I, 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 was keen to get back into it to now I had no understanding how it works. And yeah, it was just, it was chalk and cheese. Uh, my experience with it last night, and it was 15 minutes of just awesome gameplay, uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, there was the, the janky controls and my guy wobbling around and he's, he's very prone to, um, been jelly man yes he so <laughs> very much is yeah <laughs> the slightest movement from the boss and he's like whoa mm, yeah <laughs> um, and but yeah loved it and so I'm really looking forward to, to coming across some of these unique um, some u- unique bosses that they have
0: um, yeah that, that's I've another seen... thing that will, sorry another thing that will help you is like if it as you say when you let go if he's wobbling don't be scared don't be like don't just grab on straight away if you feel you can because a lot of the time you can he'll move and you'll roll or slide across his back and that'll just give you that little bit of extra time to regain that bit more stamina that might help you on it like some bosses in the future because as you go on some of them you're you're very sort of clambering for a bit of stamina yeah, like, the, yeah I they, imagine. some some of the mechanics of the later bosses will have you scratching your head you're like, how the do I do this?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying those because with doing uh, some of my first videos up on YouTube doing the thumbnail, so I say to Google, I got some wallpapers for my thumbnail. And yes, yeah, so I've seen some of the other bosses look quite, look very cool. Um, but I haven't, I didn't go into too much. I tried avoiding it. I've only seen some shadowy silhouettes of some of the other bosses.
0: Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them in, in, in reality. Well, in game reality. Yeah, some of them are. The, the, there's one, I won't say much, but uh, there, is a, there is a flying one that flies. Yes, that. that's all solid I've seen. Oh, it's That's such an epic battle. It's so good. It's just amazing. Such a good battle. Just like the way you have to bring him down to start out with and then get onto him. Oh, fantastic. It's just... Pfft. Epic, because that's that. That's why there was actually there a lot of rumors and talks about them making a film of it, wasn't there? Yes, I have. I vaguely have heard that. Yeah, it's still on the cards, but I, I, I don't know whether they'll they'll go through with it or not. But I don't know how they would turn it into a film because I like it's, it because there's really no speech and it's just all about atmosphere. I don't know how that would work in a film, possibly. Yes, yeah, there's,
1: there's a feel of solitude. Um, yeah. Uh, you are there alone um, in this place, and obviously you're fighting. And so there's a lot of feels in the game. Like, you, you can, you know that your character, he's only doing this because he, he, there's a deep care for this, this girl that he, that you've brought here. Yeah, a lot of emotion in that game. A lot. And it's all said without, as you say, without much words. Like, it's all implied or. Yeah, and so you can do a lot. lot. Um, I think, again, um, all Dark Souls podcasts have mentioned it, like Miyazaki talking about how um, a good game design can tell its story without words. Yeah. Um, and there are words in Shadow of the Colossus, but a lot of the is told so far without words, a lot of the emotion, the feeling is being brought out through just those big
0: dopey eyes that these Colossus have. Yeah. They don't look hostile. Most of the story gets told pretty much without words as well. Even coming into the conclusion, there is a little bit, but most of it's left to what it shows you visually rather than, than, than words. So yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's good, good stuff. I, I just remember playing that game when I was younger and I was just absolutely blown away by it because as you said, it was so very different to everything else that was out there at the time. It was my first real experience with something very emotional, very deep. Yeah, it was just, yeah. Yeah, I can draw, um, comparisons
1: to, uh, Journey. Hmm. Uh, a game that was very short and quick, but I, yeah, I can remember feeling just, it was just amazing. I guess the, the, the soundtrack was so well done that it, you just, you feel stuff, even though you don't, nothing's really happening in the game. You've got this little orangey dude in a cape. <laughs> And very colorful and bright and uh, tonal uh, surroundings. But yeah, just things happen. And I, I, there is a sense of loss or a sense of achievement as you do certain things. And yeah, I'm finding that in my very small experience with uh, Shadow Colossus, the same kind of things.
0: Uh, not much is said, but a lot is told, I guess. Very much so. Yeah, it's, and yeah, it only continues to sort of escalate and get better from, from now on in. I think there's, I think it's over thirteen or fourteen bosses in total. I think. Oh, that is. many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's thirteen. I think I could be wrong. I could be lying. I'm sure there was about thirteen though.
1: Yeah, I'm um, yeah looking forward to it. Um, uh, going back to the movie idea, was it a live action movie or was it?
0: Yeah, apparently it was a live action.
1: Yeah. See, I would appreciate a movie, but I think the only type of movie I would think would do it justice, or is a anime
0: yeah I, I mean that's basically where they, they they got their rough idea for attack on uh, attack on titan they pretty much kind of got their rough idea from shadow of the colossus okay with their sort of having to climb up the big giants and kill them and whatnot that's kind of where the general basis came from i don't know if you've ever seen attack on titan
1: yeah that's no, it's just very brutal <laughs> but yeah it's, it's quite good yeah um uh- <laughs> So I would because there's a way that an anime can uh tell a story that even though it's so out of this world that it's more believable whereas live action just just can't do that sometimes. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Um like I sometimes imagine some of these like Neon Genesis Evangelion mm-hmm. like great greater a uh, series but if that was live actors. It would just I don't know, it just would I think it would fall short and just wouldn't
0: be as engaging. Completely uh, agree. I'm a Huge fan of Evangelicon, Evangelicon, Evangelion.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I love a different ways to say
0: it. Yeah, Evangelion is the way I always said it, but yeah, I, I know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's my silly Britishness. Yeah, I've always called it called it evan Evangelion. Yeah, Neo, Neo Genesis Evangelion. But yeah, I I love those films. Like, and I totally agree. I think live they wouldn't. I, they just they wouldn't work as a live action A because a lot of the the humor is stupid like a lot of japanese animes it's very silly some of the main characters do some silly stuff <laughs> and it just I, I don't know the the only things that could work really well are obviously the live the the, the big battles i think they could look quite cool but once again like yeah. pacific rim they kind of tried to do that and it, that was a bit of a yeah, yeah exactly
1: um, <laughs> i think maybe Getting better, I think cinema is getting a lot better at at making things more believable. Um, Yeah, but still, there's something about the uh, the way that a cartoon can portray a story that's believable, even though it's completely absurd. (laughs) Yeah, no, Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. So I think if I saw a Shadow of Colossus movie or or TV show, I'd want it to. I think I'd want it to be in an anime. 'Cause you've got like Princess Mononaki um spirited away, and you've got these, these fantastic creatures, and it would just that kind of Princess Mononaki aesthetic would fit with with Shadows of the Colossus. Mm. Um, and yeah, so that's 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 what I'd like to see.
0: I don't think I'd like to see live action. Yeah, no, I do I do agree with you one hundred percent, but that was I think that was the original idea was to try and do this epic live action film. I, I don't think it possible. I don't think it would have worked, to be honest. But well, from uh, yeah, lots of anime and f- Japanese things. Do you wanna? How you feeling about Final Fantasy Fifteen? Have yeah, you? because uh, um, I know obviously uh, the the update to the demo came recently, and I know we've both sort of played played that, and they've they've put quite a lot of uh, major changes into that version to what they originally released yes
1: i haven't got all the way through it a second time um but i've, I've definitely had a good tinker with the fighting um and yeah i really like the changes they've made uh, it seems a lot more streamlined and easier to to fight um and i, I don't know if it's because i just now I, I took the time to learn it better or if the actual the, the multiple weapons your main character has makes more sense now, and I've worked out how to use it better.
0: Yeah, no, I I I I feel that they've um, changed stuff because I, I I came in exactly the same before it was sort of a bit, but this time round everything just seemed to work more cohesively. It was a lot yes. smoother, and as you say, the weapons seemed to work. Correctly, they, they, st- I found sometimes like the big, the, the Zweihander, which I, I must like Zweihanders because that's what <laughs> I use in my starter combo on 15. I start out with a Zweihander. Uh, I must like the Zweihander. It's just, I love it. <laughs> that, that yeah. sword follows me everywhere.
1: It <laughs> does hit nice, nice and hard in, in Final Fantasy 15.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like to open with it because obviously if I put, I don't like to put it in the middle just in case they move away. But if I start with it, I know I'm guaranteed to either hit or miss. So I if I've done the same, I can carry on. Yeah. Cause I, I, yeah, as you say, they definitely made it smoother
1: and it's even the handling of the character seems a little bit tighter and a little bit more
0: smooth. Yeah. It's well, bit the, the one major thing with, with, with that, that I feel that they've added that's made everything so much better for me and now I pretty much don't get hit very often is the manual dodge roll why
1: well, is that new
0: yes that's totally new before it was just you had to press L1 just in time and he he'd done that magical dodge yep. but now you, you can just manually dodge roll can't you with the sort of L1 and the, the the circle whichever way left or right like a like a Dark Souls dodge basically yeah yeah that no oh. that that was new to the to this version
1: yeah, because this time, and I think as you say, as we've been talking, it's it's because of an enhanced the, the smoothness of mechanics. I actually worked out how to control my own combos. Whereas before, it was just kind of you'd hold attack down, and he'd do his thing, and yeah. I never understood why he had switch weapons or when he had switch weapons. Whereas now, I could actually yeah, I could use my quick weapon against the dogs, and I knew how to do that combo. Um, so it's quicker because the dogs are a pain and jump out of your way quicker. So you want yeah. a quick attack. Um. And then you I could can use the spear to poke people as though they were backing away. Um, yeah, you,
0: you can't, you are right though. You can manipulate which weapons combo. you, which part of the combo you want to use quite easily now. And also I find when you're in combos as well, you're able to move around the character whilst in combo. So yes. you can kind of shift around to, to, to the backs for a bit more damage and move out the way. You're, you're fully mobile now rather than kind of just stuck in one position. Which I, I thought was a bit clunky before, but now it's sort of more freedom, and and also what I noticed as well the the uh, lock-on camera and the way that moves around is so much nicer now, and it, and the camera follows as well now. It doesn't just disappear and you can't see bugger all behind you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, yeah, There's some improvements they made. Uh, definitely, definitely a thumbs up from me. Um, I haven't got. I've, I've just. Got to the behemoths, when you first find them, yeah. and then you get wasted, and you got to run away.
0: Yeah. So have you done the uh, couple of the on tour bits then, where you 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 encounter one of the big blue things that comes out of the water? No. Oh hey. yes, the on tour things are a cool addition. Yeah, I've gone and yeah. done some like yeah, that
1: they're cool. You can go on little quests with your buddy.
0: Um, yeah. D- bromance time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but there was the one where the the, the big blue fucking. Dragon thing comes out of the water. Have you done that one yet?
1: No, I haven't. I, I, because I've seen footage when they released the, um, the announcement for the 2.0 version. I saw people, I saw like images image of someone fighting it. So the first thing yeah. I did was ran straight towards them. I'm like, come on! <laughs> and nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. And so I figured it must happen,
0: trigger later on. Yeah, it triggers a bit later on. And he basically comes out of the water and chases you. And you, you, it tells you to run away and run away for good reason. <laughs> okay those things are hard <laughs> they're very very strong you, it's one of those things you're gonna have to put a bit of time in level up before you can fight one of them things that they they just kind of just stamp on your head <laughs> and you're dead
1: yeah i do worry i'm not sure if they've changed it or tweaked it is that beating like the behemoth just relies on the instant kill ramu attack <laughs> yeah I didn't like that, and I don't know if that's changed because I haven't got that far in this, in this version. No, I haven't either. I I kind of don't like the fact that you've got to pretty much die to win.
0: Completely agree. I I didn't like the, and and that it's, I don't know if you noticed, that's basically the way you, you, you activate your summon is you get to zero HP and you can then use your summon.
1: Yeah, I don't like that because I do, I like the, I like the guardian aspect of the summons and a lot of the, some of the Final Fantasies have played with that idea by actually calling them guardians and they come in and step in for you and, and they protect you. Yeah. I like that I, and that's what they're kind of playing with from what I, what I can tell. But I don't like the idea is you get hurt, we'll take care of us for you. Like why don't you just come earlier? Like, I just, they need to have more control of it, like actual player control because I'd like to fight the Behemoth myself but it seems like it's impossible.
0: You just do no damage. Yeah, well, you, you, can, you can fight it after you finish the demo, can't you? Same thing. I did that last time. You can go back and fight it again
1: and again, and it's the same thing. You just can't do damage. Because I knew what I was doing a little bit, I I did a little bit of damage, but it would take me about four hours. Four hours, me. yeah. The, ra- yeah, the rate right. of damage I was doing, it was just ridiculous. Um.
0: I, 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 and, I can...
1: Go on. And, yeah, and so it's just, again, I just stuff it and just stood there and let it hit me, and then... Ramu looks fantastic. Well, look, like, yeah, blown away
0: looks, by how good yeah. it looks. <laughs> the, the the thing is like I do I do love the way it looks and they the way they've implemented it, I didn't like they could they could have maybe implemented it like it was in seven that you basically just chose to use this but it uses up your entire magic bar or something to bring out the summon and it does x amount of damage rather than an insta kill, it does certain yeah. damage dependent on your level whereas now you just yeah insta kill the only downside to it obviously if you use it you don't get any XP from that battle ah uh, is that how it works yeah if you, if you use Ramu like to kill anything you don't get any XP that's kind of the, the negative side of using it so what you should do is uh, oh, I want to kill him myself I'll use a potion bring myself back up then carry on fighting rather than use him
1: yeah. Whereas with the behemoth, there's just I don't think there's any way you can do it. Maybe you can.
0: But um it just seems almost impossible. Yeah, it does seem maybe that's the way they they wanted it to be in the demo. Maybe they didn't want you to be able to kill him manually, like maybe they want to leave that for the full game for when you're out there leveling up and then you come back when you're Uber powered and you're doing all the nines and You come back and just smash him in. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, and that might be
0: it. It's just a uh, demo mechanic,
1: just to, to show off their graphical powers <laughs> of the yeah. Final Fantasy series, which has always been kind of leading the, the industry with their
0: graphical abilities. Yeah, they, yeah, definitely. I mean, the the other thing they added was that um, the link moves. I don't know if you activated any of them. Oh yeah, they were cool too. <sighs> the cinematic style of them's really really cool
1: they they were smooth they worked well i i really like that um
0: I, yeah i i, I, I really it liked, yeah uh, the the thing I really liked about it was also that um it wasn't just a set right this is your combo you you have different stages to it that you can go like stage one stage two if you can keep going you can get it more powerful it's like each different stage has a different move set and whatnot which is quite cool yeah. which confused me at first because it says, oh, you, when you're learning it, oh, you must do this to kill this. And I was like, I don't know how to do it. And I kept doing the link state, but I was only doing the first level. And I was like, was it not working? <laughs> and then I realized that there was a different. <laughs> and I haven't had too much play with it, so I'm going just unlocked those
1: and had a little tinker with them. Um, so I don't know how they work completely. I, yeah, I need to get back into it and...
0: Yeah they, they they basically you have I think it it depends on what moves you have at the time but there there's different uh stages in there there's like I think I've got up to st- uh, a three stage link move I haven't got any further than that and that does some pretty pretty tasty damage if you can get there Yeah they hit well that's how cuz some even some of those um beefalos
1: I don't know, I can't remember what they're called the the meat steak things. Oh, the meat keep. steak, yeah. <laughs> the big cow things. <laughs> yeah, the elephant cows. Um, yeah, like even them, they got a ton load of hit points. And they can take ages to wear down. But with the links, I found that you could actually take them out a lot quicker. And it actually, it helps.
0: Um, yeah, I, I found with with, this, with the smaller ones, they weren't too bad, but you had the, there's the slightly bigger ones, aren't there, they're like a yellow and brown colour, whereas the other yeah. ones are brown, then ones yeah, as you say, they have huge amounts of hit points, and using the, the link states really helps to sort of yeah. whittle that down, and yeah it it makes things a lot easier, but they've definitely, definitely tightened it up, because, uh, and the FPS as well, that's gone a lot it's a lot lot smoother now than it was before. Yeah, cause See, it, I'm I heard people complaining about it. I don't know if I've ever had frame, serious frame rate issues,
1: not game-breaking frame rate issues in any of the demos.
0: Really? Man, sometimes I was playing that game at, like, 10 frames, and it was, like, slow motion.
1: I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't think I did. I don't know,
0: remember noticing it. Um, uh, but I've heard yeah. people complaining about it, even the new version. Uh, I haven't had it in the new version. The old version I did. In this version, I haven't. It's been, it's been 30, sort of 25, 30 pretty much all the time. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's good.
0: Um, so what do you think? When is it going to be released? I think 2016 Christmas.
1: That's probably a safe bet. So I hear naysayers, um, saying that it's,
0: this is all they have <laughs> um, that they're a long way off still whereas I I, I don't know about that um, well they put out a statement didn't they and they basically said they were 60% along and that was at the start of this year so and, yeah. and that was in exit and that since the turnaround so that that was four years so that gives them another two years that you're looking close to 90% so I reckon I definitely reckon they'll have it done by Christmas 2016 if not very early 2017
1: yeah, I, th- I think. Uh, yeah, I'd like it sooner. I'd
0: like. I it to... would, but I'd rather them not rush it. Exactly. I, I want this one to be because thirteen. I, it was okay, but uh, I. It, 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 I kind of feel it went too far away from what fi- makes Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. Yep. They, they they kind of turned on easy mode for for that that series. They were they were a bit of a disaster, and I feel like this one has the potential to be. A true Final Fantasy game again. So I'd rather than just take their time and get things right. And it's good that they're listening to people's feedback as well and implementing that stuff into the game, like the dodge roll mechanic. Everyone was saying like, we need to be able to manually dodge. We need to be able to do it. So they went and added it into the game, which I love. And they just constantly asking for community feedback on the mechanics and how things work. And I I really love that that they they just listen to the players and implement what the players feel. That should be in the game, and I, I really, really like that. I think that's yep. really important. Yeah, I think it is important. Um, I, I sometimes I'm conscious that that can
1: cause confusion in the development process as well. As though,
0: um, it, yes, yes, it can. No, I, I do, I do agree. If it. I think what they need to do, see. Sometimes some developers are too keen to please everyone.
1: Yes, and, and, and they it, add
0: loads of stuff that's just not shouldn't be there and it becomes mediocre um yeah
1: i think that's again going back to dark souls 2 i like the game i think it's it was top pick from last year for me um but it wasn't as well received i think part of that is because from software were too open to pleasing people yeah trying too hard to adjust things because people complained about people uh uh soul level one ganking people because they had all the gear and they knew what they're doing and they'd just sit in uh, Undead Berg and just invade new players and ruin their day. Um so they brought out soul memory and soul memory everyone hates. But it was it was from <laughs> trying to cater for something that they were already complaining about. Um yeah.
0: D you speaking of soul memory, Did did you did you see that um after E three they did someone asked Miyazaki about is Soul Memory going to be in Dark Souls Three? And they went through the translator, and he basically said, what's Soul Memory?" He didn't even know what the mechanic was. Yeah, well, and he because <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't as closely involved yeah, with. Had no Dark idea what Soul Memory was. He was like, "I don't actually know what that is."
1: <laughs> and I, I wonder if some of that is lost in translation, but I,
0: I wouldn't be surprised at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, I think that what Soul Memory is going to be. Uh, yeah, well they kind of, I don't, see with Bloodborne they made it a bit too obscure with the whole sort of invading and co-oping, they made it way too obscure and it was really hard to get I'm those, serious, yeah. oh, it just, what a pain. <laughs>
1: well, thats I've had that conversation with my brother and he's frustrated because he'd like to just, you know, menus and be able to just, you know, um, lobbies and just be able to sign in and, you know, to pair up with your mate and just go for it. Um, yeah. But I would rather sacrifice ease of co-op for a director like Miyazaki to make a game that he wants to make. I'd rather trust in his ability to make a game than yeah. him try
0: and adjust to what people want him to do. Yeah, yeah, no, I, totally, I, I, do, I do agree. It, as I say, it's, it's been awkward, but it, it does work when it wants to, Sometimes it don't, but I mean they, they they've made some changes to it that obviously now when you're doing co-op, it doesn't matter what level you are, you can always bring them in. But they've just slightly changed that again, haven't they? Yeah, we, it's, we, it's always
1: adjusting. Because <laughs> you know Miyazaki doesn't like PvP, like he he's that's the part he doesn't like as much. Oh really? Um, and so I I do think it's intentional. They kept he kept it in there because people want it, but I think. He wanted to make a game that was—it's oh, a—it's a solo game. Um, he wanted to do that, but because of the the history behind the Souls games, he had to keep it in because it's still it in, yeah. it's still targeted as a Souls game. Um,
0: yeah, well, that, that's the thing. It. It's it's more awkward for PvP, but for co-op, they made it easier because now, as I say, when you summon your pal, they can be any level. But what what they've done, they've tweaked it again, haven't they? Where if you bring someone in, say if you're at level eighty, for example, and they you bring in someone that's like level two hundred, they basically now tweak the stats of the player joining to match the player that they're joining. So if you get invaded you can't just super gank the dude that's yeah. coming into your game. From
1: from the beginning there's always been some adjustments. And it may have become more a more Yeah, more noticeable because the cap and spread the gap, cap a bit wider, like the difference between levels.
0: Well, yeah, for co-op, there basically isn't a cap now, is there? Oh, is that yeah, how it yeah, works? Okay. Yeah, you if you're using a password to bring your friend in, there is no cap. Like oh. I could be yeah. level two, and you could be two hundred, and I could bring you in, but they'll bring your stats down to my my your level, roughly my level. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I, I yeah, I wish then the Chalice Dungeons that you could co-op and stay co-op for the whole Chalice Dungeon rather than if each boss, uh, that would be nice. Um, that's the only concession I would like is for that to be. Um, that you yeah, because it's do a it. pain to
0: have to do it every time, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because it's still like a five-minute lag in between, uh, between yeah. loading into the chest dungeon. And then one player has cleared the dungeon because you've done a co-op, and the other player started at the first layer. So either you go both co-op at gain, or the one person's got to do it by themselves, rush through it, and then get to the second layer. And so there's a yeah. few things like that I would like to—I'd like to
0: be tweaked. Yeah, it's one of those ongoing things. It's—it's it's hard to get those things right, I think, sometimes. But yeah. I mean, they're getting there. There's always been sort of ups and downs with those, with the co-op and PVPs. Yep. But they'll
1: get there. Yeah, I honestly <laughs> think that the Miyazaki's focus was to make a great, which he did successfully, yeah. a great one player experience in bloodborne. Um, Absolutely. A great story, great lore, great environments, everything good about it and that was his focus. Um D- but Dark Souls 3 is going to have all the full-on PVP co-op mechanics back in it, I think.
0: Yeah, I I I definitely think that's that's going to be the case. That's I, it's going to be PVP heavy like Dark Dark Souls is that's one of the major things of Dark Souls, though, and that's what the fans want. So it it will definitely be there. Definitely, yeah, there, there were fight
1: clubs organised. I I've participated in a few rounds of fight clubs. People just like on the wikis get together, and there were hosts and people that summon in two people to fight to the death. <laughs> um, and it was great.
0: Like, yeah. Speaking of deaths, <laughs> I um, just uh, yeah I was just looking at the Arkham Knight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the death of the PC game. What the hell is going on there? Seriously, yeah, like, I, oh my word, it's, it really, really bugs me because obviously I, I was heavy, heavy in PCs and stuff. And my friend's a PC gamer and he really, really wanted to play Arkham Knight. It hasn't got a console. Got Arkham Knight, literally played the game for half an hour. I think it probably crashed with a 10. Thirteen times, and it basically was unplayable. And it, it's. I think it's pretty disgusting that these major companies can't even be bothered to pull their finger out of their asses and get a decent port done for these games. It's like it's like they just don't care about PC gamers. It's like they just don't give a shite. And I think yeah, it's it's, weird. it's it's pretty horrible because they're, they're they're quite a big demographic, you know, PC gamers, and it's just. It doesn't seem fair. and It's like Arkham Knight, the guys that they got to port it aren't even a porting company. They no, don't... They're developer, aren't they? Yeah. So it's just like, ugh, really?
1: I, I do find it weird. I don't, I don't understand how they make these decisions or, or what... or what point they don't realise that they're doing something dumb. Because um, <laughs> it just seems common sense. Uh, I, I, yeah, it is a bit strange. I, I do feel bad for the... Um, Uh, for the, the, the gamers. And it it does suck that they aren't able to play a game that they want to. Yeah. I do find it a little ironic, um, especially with the, the derogatory terms of, of PC, PC gamers claiming that console is inferior.
0: PSA Master (laughs) Race.
1: Yeah. And I do find it ironic. And that there hasn't been a game that's come out this year that's actually worked on PC. That's not completely true, but um, a lot of games have been not working. Um, pretty,
0: pretty, yeah, pretty much. It's been pretty much all the games that you'll find on console. They, they, they go across the PC, and there's been some form of bugs or brokenness to those games because the ports haven't been done correctly. It's yeah,
1: <laughs> Batman's not the only one. There's been a few, haven't there? Um, there
0: has, yeah. I'm
1: trying to think of some of them, but yeah, it's
0: Assassins Creed. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Actually, that, that's that's what's funny about this Assassin's Creed is that I heard so much bad things about it. I played it on console and never had a problem.
0: Oh, really? I I didn't uh, actually play. I heard the same thing about from my best friend. He basically said, "Look, it works fine on PS4. I'll lend it to you. Try it. It's really good." And I was like, "But it's so broken. It, my eyes, it's broken." And he's like, yeah. "No, it, it seems fine on console." And I was like, "Oh, okay, and maybe that." That got lost in sort of translation. That it was just the PC version, because obviously it was so very broke. I think that just swamped that game and drowned it. Really.
1: Yep. And as you say, the the PC demographic is huge, and I, as I say, don't want them not to be able to play a game. Um, I I wonder if there's challenges because I've always kind of thought about it. Um, there's so much variety in PC builds, so as a developer. Is it hard harder to make a a game that's going to work on all these different types of architectures that these computers are made from, whereas console they know exactly what they're aiming for, so they know if it's going to work. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, yeah, it's...
0: I mean, I could see your point, but if uh, they can port a game like GTA Five of that size and calibre and that be working pretty much out the gate, I don't it, see why these other devs can't do it.
1: Didn't it take them like fifteen years to port it? Oh, took a long time. <laughs>
0: But the the, the thing was, it wasn't literally just a straight port, was it? They really, really ramped that game up for PC. Like, they didn't just port it. They put so much extra work into that copy of the PC. It's, yeah, there's so much more stuff in that game. Like, graphically intense-wise, it's not just a couple of switches. Like, it's next-level stuff. Like, that game can go up to 4K and, like, true 4K as well. Yeah, and yeah, they put a lot of work into porting that over, and if it do, Dev can be bothered to do it, I don't see why the others can't just do a straight port and just make sure it works, you know? Because that's what yeah, they're it, doing is moving it over.
1: It is a shame. I do think there are is obviously going to be the hurdles of having multiple types and computers being able to play it, but that's because from what I hear that a specific graphics cards or or, or boards worked with it differently, and some were like AMD ones just couldn't run it.
0: Yeah, I think that's because uh, it had problems. Like uh, I know AMD stuff had problems with say Witcher because obviously it was built on Nvidia, Nvidia GameWorks. Th- th- this is the problem. A lot of the stuff on say Nvidia GameWorks isn't optimized for AMD stuff, and they th- they say, "Oh, you're doing it, you hate AMD." Well, no, it's just because they built Nvidia GameWorks on Nvidia stuff, so it's optimised for their their architecture but some people don't, they they, they think they're doing it on purpose, well I don't think they are it's just, that's how it's optimised and that's just how it works sometimes Yeah, it it is a shame Uh, and it'd be
1: nice for it to stop Um, Yeah, I don't know, I guess that's why I kind of like stick with Mac because Apple make the computers that they put their software on so they know it's going to work um, yeah. Whereas I've never had, I've I've never spent much on a Windows PC to be honest, but I, I've always had problems with them um, crashing and stuff. Never really had the Mac crash, and it's because the developer knows what they're building for, and I think that's the benefit of first party games, is they have full access to the
0: hardware they have they yeah. the people who created the hardware. Um, yeah, that's what I've said to my friend. Basically, he was he was gonna upgrade either his graphics card or go for it get get an Xbox One because he's an Xbox fan and I basically said look you're better off getting an Xbox because the way games are and the way devs are treating ports at the moment you're just better off getting a console and you know you can put a game in and you can play it and you don't have all the rigmarole of buying a 40 pound game and it not working and you can't play it for 6 months while they fix it if they ever fix it I mean look look how broken Battlefield 4 was on the PC when that came Mm -hmm. out that was beyond broken like they're they're still fixing it now (laughs) or are they working on DLC DLC instead (laughs) Uh, well yeah apparently so yeah it actually that it took for Dice Sweden to hand it over to Dice LA and since Dice LA have had the game they've actually done a lot of groundwork on it and actually fixed the game this is what worries me about Battlefront because it's Dice Sweden that are doing that so I think that's probably going to be broken as well. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been a player of
1: Battlefield games since Bad Company. One mm. of the best Battlefield
0: games. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. So, yeah, uh I had a couple of uh, questions from a couple of listeners. This question comes in uh, from Shannon. You've got in brackets, too friendly? <laughs> that's his, that's his uh, oh, right, gamer okay. handle. Cool. So, basically, it says, Death Note, you mentioned you like gothic horror in the last episode. Can you share some more of what you like about gothic horror? So, yeah, so obviously I mentioned it in episode two of you and obviously I, I spoke about it in episode one as well. I, I really do like gothic horror. It's one of my favourite genres of horror. I, I prefer it over your, your standard horror I mean, for me, so basically there's horror and there's gothic horror. A lot of people when they think of modern horror, they think of like slasher films, uh, urban ledger films, zombie infestations yep. where and like where the the thing is after you it's very tangible and deadly, basically you're afraid, period. Where gothic horror it's it's a completely different beast altogether. It it relies on a much slower build. Yeah, very sort of slow slow burning it's it's not like the monsters chasing you down a hallway it's not hiding in the closet but you know it's out there somewhere but you can't see it but you know that it's yep. watching you it's 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 basically it's the fear of the unknown when it comes to unseen yep, is more more yeah, than this is the what thing. you know you and a lot of the time whatever it is generally don't sometimes show what they are until right near the end. <sighs>
1: yeah. Japanese yeah. horror does that a lot. A lot of the Japanese horror films you'll
0: never actually see the monster until right near the end or or if at all. Yeah. I mean there are, I would say there are plenty of modern horror works that kind of do the same thing. You know, kind of the feeling you get when you watch him the evil video in the ring how the string of images like yes. brings about unease but that in itself is a, a throwback to gothicism which you yeah but oh, th- 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 it's pretty much <laughs> when you when you look into sort of gothic works they, they kind of have a general set formula when it comes to either writing or creating sort of gothic stuff number one key point atmosphere that creates, uh, <coughs> a je ne that carries a dark tone of mystery and dread. Atmosphere is like the number one key point of, of gothic. <coughs> the, the other thing okay. coming alongside that is location. The settings generally are sort of like dark, decaying. They tend to, u- what they tend to do is they tend to use sort of atmosphere and character, uh, location as a character of its own, if you know what I mean, like the atmosphere and location. It it's it has. It's like it's it's its own person, and it has its own dark emotions. And it's like the atmosphere and the location are out to get you more than the actual thing that's there trying to get you. And they they, they tend to use a lot of uh, supernatural sh- stuff as well, or the assumption thereof, supernatural a lot of the time. Once again, it's down to sort of like family curses or visions of evil, not just your your typical big bad monster that's going to tear your head off. Yeah, and they, they like to use sort of grotesque characters as well, like, say, a college guy who's like a grave robber who likes to spend a little bit too much time with the dead bodies. <laughs> you know, and it basically leads down to horror elicits fear, but gothic horror elicits dread and unease and i think that's that's one of the that that's the major point really is the difference between the the dread and unease and just pure fear itself and the settings as well the settings are so important i think with gothic horror just they they they, they tend to be old sort of victorian times and being from Obviously, London. There's a lot of places that still look like that in and around London, and I, yep. it, it really sort of brings home when I see these places. And I can imagine just even looking at some of the old sort of Victorian pictures that you see. You look at them, you, they kind of put a chill down your spine. They just <laughs> they <laughs> they scary, do, really. and uh, it's yeah. It, it, I, I think it just boils down to sort of the locations and atmosphere that Gothic horror brings. And they, they they tend to play with the mind rather than just out and out jump scares or tear the person in shreds. And I feel that's what Bloodborne did with it. It it played on that.
1: Yep, I'd the agree. sense
0: of the unknown, complete sense of the unknown. And yeah, I, I love it. I love Gothic horror. It's just
1: yes. Yeah, it's it's it's, nice. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, Shannon, he um he actually I know some yeah. work he's a friend of mine. Um, he just got back from a trip to Hungary, um and he's a fan of Bloodborne and he likes it, he likes the Souls game. Love Hungary. It's and, beautiful country. Yeah. Yeah, and he so many pictures and he said he said to me, first thing he said to me when he got back was, I found like the real location of Bloodborne. <laughs> like he found there was like towns, like there was towns and there was like buildings that just looked and just oozed that Bloodborne Yeah. Aesthetic. Which 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 goes into this kind of Victorian, uh Georgian um uh, gothic horror, um, kind of aesthetic and look. And so it was really cool. Um, and I, I guess he, I'm the type of person who would want to go to Hungary to find something that looks like Bloodborne. <laughs> cause I, I like to find the inspiration behind these games and I like to see, um, things in real life that games take uh, inspiration. Yeah. From.
0: I mean, I bet I've been to quite a few yeah. places in Europe, obviously, cause it's not too far from me. Um, a lot of the places like that Hungary Czech Republic around that kind of area a lot of those places have kind of stayed the same for a long time I I went and spent a weekend in uh, Tallinn in Estonia and that's the same that's still all very old they haven't changed it it's like we went we went to a restaurant and basically I had wild boar with with lentils and stuff is an old dish that they did but i i, I got a flagon of mead <laughs> it wasn't a pint it was a flagon <laughs> the thing was bigger than my head it's like you could imagine like a viking yep. drinking it or saying it's uh but yeah, the town was nice. beautiful but it was the same sort of thing the old buildings and walking along the old uh like castle walls and the old cathedrals and stuff they just they just oozed that that atmosphere and ah uh, i like that yeah
1: you talk about the, the importance of horror is the atmosphere and, and feeling that that unease or that pressure or that overwhelming sense of dread and it, uh, the atmosphere needs to for me needs to feel yeah. crushing almost and I, I think of the times I haven't been to a lot of Europe but I've been to England a few times and even in England you've got those old villages where they build they make the buildings and every level higher gets uh, wider <laughs> yeah. and wider so if you go down a thin alleyway all the, the two buildings touching. on the side are almost yeah. touching um and but even though at the actual um the the cobble cobblestone alleyway is two three meters wide, the buildings end up coming and it's that that sense of oppression that you get from the architecture. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's why that architecture and that kind of decrepit and crooked style works so well is that it adds to that kind of these buildings are alive. These yeah. buildings are kind of get. And I think
0: that running. period in time um, as well, we're, yeah. they were they were a very dark era. There was a lot of sort of. With, with the turnabouts of sort of Christianity, there was a lot of fear of witches and demons and evil and all that fear of the unknown was really prevalent in people's minds. And it was, yeah, every, everyone was scared of bloody everything yeah. back there.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there's lots of be scared of. You die at the age of like 25. <laughs> you don't live long. Um, so you like um, Gothic horror. Uh, do, you, do you draw a line between because there's, there's different types of horror there's, there's also cosmic horror which is kind of Bloodborne's also um, inspired by with your H.P. Lovecraft uh, so you love cosmic horror as well um, what, what's some what's some um, more gothic horror kind of stories or authors that you're
0: referring uh, well obviously you got your, your classics like your Mary Shelley uh, yeah Shelley, okay. uh, obviously Bram Stoker and Rice, just, yeah, they're, they're typicals. Even Stephen King writes some very, very good sort of old gothic horror stuffs. If you sort of delve into his, his old, old, older books, <laughs> yeah, he, he's done some very good gothic horror books, to be honest. Yeah. And I, 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 I like the classics. I have, I don't, yeah, but you saying about cosmic horror though, that's, yeah. H.P. Lovecraft is literally my favourite author of all time. I, I love his works. And that there, a lot of his stuff, of, it's quite short. A lot of his stuff are novellas rather than full, yeah. But that they, the the sense of fear and dread in his stories is just, that is basically what drives his books. And I, I recently got the um, Necronomicon on audiobook of his and it's basically most of his well-known stuff like it's a collection of all of the the Cthulhu mythos books basically and it's so good it's like 35 hours worth of listening but it was Brilliant! It's fantastic. Yeah, listening to it at work, I, I sometimes drift off listening to it, and I realise I'm not doing any work. I'm not, bloody, hell, I've got to, <laughs> got to carry on. Stop <laughs> listening to the. Yeah, um, actually, Shannon, he's he's a fan of um
1: Lovecraft and things like that, and I think he mentioned an author called Poe. Oh,
0: Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Gothic horror, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah, very, very Gothic horror. Yeah, he he was one of the masters.
1: I, to be honest, I I, I must admit I'm never been that big into that kind of style of of story, but I think Bloodborne's made me more interested. Um, because when I first saw Bloodborne, I was sort of hesitant, cause like oh, I'm not really into that gothic horror kind of style. Um, but it's been delivered so well, yeah. it's made me kind of curious and want to learn more. And so Shannon's actually sent me some links to some um short stories, just audio on YouTube of um H.P. Lovecraft. So I've listened to one. A submarine captain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that Lovecraft or was it a guy that's some, I can't remember. I think it might be Lovecraft. Um, and also one, um, which I can actually just see Miyazaki reading or the, all the developers of, um, of Bloodborne and actually implementing into Bloodborne. It's, it's one where a character, he sees two strange uh, people. Mm. Who lift their head up and howl at the moon, and so you think instantly you think werewolf, but then he describes the characters he's seeing, and they have a long, like um, tentacle shaped head yeah, yeah. that that glistens. I think I think he even talks about how it glistens white, and it just reminds you of the the face sucker guys that you they're the biggest pain in the butt and double, and you know the ones that suck you inside out.
0: Yeah. Now I know exactly what one you're talking about, but I can't remember the blinking name of it. I know exactly what. But I can't remember that, the name of it. We'll have that to, book, I'm sure that book was in the Necronomicon. Actually, that I listened to. It would be. Um, it's
1: really short, and it's just like it's literally like talking about how he, this guy was terrified because of what he had seen, and and he was kind of all his style tends to write in third, third like no, it's not third person. How's it? It's it's someone narrating their own experience. Is that how he writes? Um and he, this person's writing about how he saw, he saw it, he saw these two strange shady characters and and how they yeah, um and so that those characters he saw I can see in Bloodborne I I I, I reckon that's where they got the inspiration for those tentacle heads um and also the worshiping of the moon like they were they were looking and howling at the moon and the moon provides power or or some kind of deity to them yeah
0: there, there there's another one that's that's kind of similar to like it's about a guy who. Uh, he goes to this live in the house and he hears this music playing and he speaks to this guy and this guy is basically watching over this window and well there's more to this window I won't say much that's a sh- it's a short story check it out it's called The Music of Eric Zahn that's uh, another H.P. Lovecraft mm-hmm. short story and that's very very good but if you want to listen to his slightly longer ones one that's very uh Miyazaki like at the Mountain of Madness. That is a fantastic book. And that's kind of like uh, finding these old, ancient... It's kind of like Fumerian ruins, basically. And, yeah. Uh, at the Mountains of Madness is one of my all-time favourites by Lovecraft. It's such a good book. But, it, once again, it's nice. not its not very long at all. It's, yeah, it's quite short. Yeah,
1: I like how direct he is in his writing. There's no...
0: There's no uh, flapping
1: about it's just straight to the yeah. point <laughs> very descriptive um, yeah and from an outside perspective as I saw, I've never been delved into gothic or cosmic horror that I guess the similarity between them is that they as you talked about earlier is they use uh, the surroundings the environment yeah. to to create anticipation and, and that dread um, and that's the similarity the difference is, is that yeah, the, the cosmic tends to use Beings from the outer world, the unknown in space, the the fear of there's an affinity out there that we don't know. Yeah. Um, whereas Gothic horror is more close to home. Is it's the it's it's the strangeness that's happening around the corner, or yeah, um, yeah. The, the creepy mansion at <laughs> the, the end, the of, the end of the road. Yeah, where, that's it. where you hear screams or or people go in and you never see them leave. Kind of. it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, brilliant. But the the the, the style of
0: of creating that fear because of the environment seems similar in that and their aesthetic yeah yeah they do they do kind of lean off each other in that sense. It's just what's creating that fear and unease is slightly different with the with the two genres, but they kind of both work in the same way of using the fear of of the unknown yeah. as a as a driver yeah, nice. yeah it's awesome, well, thanks for sharing yeah
1: it's good to hear more about yeah, your thoughts on. Cool. Uh, we had another more more of a strange question from Valiant Paradox. Um, he asked, "Why do people put walnuts in banana bread?" <laughs> do Do you know the answer?
0: <laughs> How can anyone know the answer to that? It's banana bread, not banana walnut bread. <laughs> exactly. I have no idea if anyone can answer that. Email in and let us know. I thought yep. I didn't even realize um, there was walnuts in banana bread. I thought it was just banana and bread.
1: <laughs> well, there you can just get normal banana bread, but there are a lot of recipes. If you Google banana bread, a lot of recipes ask walnuts, and so I guess that's he's asking why.
0: Because um, people are mad. <laughs>
1: do you like walnuts in your banana bread?
0: I, I like walnuts. I like banana bread. Maybe I should give it a try one time. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had it with.
1: Maybe it's an American thing. Maybe the American recipes. Um, so I've had it with both and I've, I've made banana bread and, yeah, walnuts often asked to put in. Whereas I don't like the walnuts in the bread. I think it ruins it. Um, I'd rather chocolate in there.
0: Ah, <laughs> see now, chocolate, banana, mmm, very nice. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: I don't mind walnuts by myself. I just don't like it in the bread. So I can, maybe that's where he's going to is that he doesn't like the walnuts in the bread and is frustrated with all the walnuts in the bread. <laughs> uh, I don't know.
0: If anyone out there is listening has a, has a, a, a view on that, either email us or get us on our Twitters for that. I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on on the walnuts in banana bread. Do you like it or not?
1: <laughs> um, I, I, I do a lot of baking and it is baking wise. I don't think there's a, ne- a, a necessity for it. I think it's more just a thing people do.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, uh, uh-huh. and on that note, I think we uh, shall call it a week this week. Yeah, we should. So, uh, yeah, good. I shall say thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Obviously, yep, you can get me at Death Note at my Twitter, which is D-E-4-T-H underscore N-O-T-E. And, obviously, you can get Vader as well at his, which is uh, Vader at...
1: Yep, Beta Van Odom.
0: There you go. Already spelt for you. Go listen to the start. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Nice and easy. But yeah, thank once again for everyone for tuning in and uh, we'll speak to you next time. The dark sign brands the undead. And in this land, the undead are
1: corralled and led to the north where they are locked away. To await the end of the world. This is your fate.